folks, our first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, is now available for you to learn at your own pace for just 50 euros, and it comes with a certificate upon completion. Go to mapperforward.coffee forward slash workshops or click the link in the show notes for more details. Support this podcast by supporting our sponsors. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode five of a five-part series, and we are talking about... The coffee industry from the perspective of a Gen Zer. And why we're doing this is because I feel like the coffee industry is at an intersectional moment in our history with so many things going on. And, you know, you look at things like AI being introduced in the last, you know, two years uh, to the mass market. And you look at what's happening with the globe and what, you know, the weather that's changing and the way that that's impacting coffee yields and what it's doing to coffee prices. Um, All of these things have been happening and we're handing this industry over to Gen Z and they come at it from a completely different perspective than every generation that came before them. And so Hassan, you, the great thing about where you guys are starting from in this industry is you don't have any of the baggage that we had in bringing the industry to where you are. So when I started in the industry, the processing methods were natural and washed. That was it. And then a few years later, honey processed was like, oh my God, honey processing. What is this honey processing thing? And then, you know, we got disappointed. It tastes nothing like honey. And then there was black honey and, you know, red honey and all these different honeys. And then fermentation became a thing. And now we know where the fuck that has gone Um, and infused coffees. But (laughs) the part I'm interested in hearing as we wrap up this series is where you guys see the supply chain going and, and kind of where the relationships with origin will be. I know you guys are really passionate about making sure you take care of the planet and making sure you're making buying decisions that are respectful to the planet. So tell me what your perspective is as an industry professional in how you'll approach the supply chain. Your generation will approach the supply chain in the future. Mm -hmm. Very big topic and a very good one. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. So, I think the farmers and the supply chain, so the people within this that are putting their true passion in, aren't going to be going anywhere. They're really going to, if anything, be taken care of more. Because I feel like a big problem now is there's a lot of toxic culture around it, in my opinion, this whole undercutting Mm -hmm. culture and this, you know, trying to get rid of this farmer and trying to, you know, maybe work with this one a bit more. And it's really toxic in my opinion completely like a good word to describe it from that point of view is it's very toxic mm-hmm. and i think as a generation we've already seen this in, for example workplaces and that's something i hand on heart can say we don't stand for and we really really dislike so i'm really excited to see the way we're going to be able to build those relationships and you know take them even to another level and keep them very close to our hearts within the industry because Without having that, I feel like it's going to be very hard going forward tackling these problems coming up, especially the sustainable sustainability side of things. Mm-hmm. Because if anything, they we should be working directly with them. You know, implementing some of these new methods that are coming up in these innovations, we're able to take to the next level with 
coffee and you know harvesting coffee growing it roasting it so a big part technology is going to play and it's going to be very very key to this and what's even more interesting which i think is very exciting is the gen z's of those farmers so people my age right. have grown up from that side of things people i'm going to be able to connect with it's going to be really exciting because they're taking you know the method the methods that generate like their family's generations have been doing for months and months and years and generations interesting but then being able to adapt technology to that is uh, going to be very cool, I think. And as we said, it's going to be more open. It's not going to just be like, okay, this is what's going on in Colombia. That's all I know about from Colombian perspective. Okay, I know what's going on in Panama. What are they doing over here? You know, it's going to be truly interesting. And I feel like the Gulf is pushing on that a lot more. With recent conversations, you know, market leaders within the Gulf market, this is something they truly care about. And mm -hmm. I'm excited to say it's going to be very very interesting and i feel like without having that personal touch and connection with the supply chain from a to z you're not going to be able to deliver on the z part of things like we were saying the experience is very crucial to the overall element an overarching element so if i'm not able to capture the as i like to call it bean to cup process well and work with the person at the beginning of all this it's going to be quite hard for me to impress or let's say attract the person coming towards the end with that cup of coffee because I've, let's say, you know, left them out the conclusion and you're not really taking care of them. And um, it's very exciting. I'm really, really excited to see the shift in things. I'm, I'm very curious. I have so many questions for you now. So before we started this recording this episode, you gave me a fact. Do you want to tell everybody what that fact was? So according to Minto, a very trustable research source, 49% of Gen Zs learn about coffee and coffee-related products through social media, and in particular, TikTok. And I think... That's really cool. <laughs> it's <laughs> really, really interesting <laughs> as, a, as a Gen Z for me. I don't know. I feel like that's really cool. But what do you think about that? Tell me. I'm well, curious. Well, actually, I'd I'd love to ask you why you think it's cool. Oh, because TikTok is a platform I think we're very skeptical with because it came at a very interesting time, the beginning of mm. COVID, you know, when it closed down. And it was first, you know, being laughed at as this cringy place where people just laugh and, you know, they do these weird things and so on and so forth. But then it began to transform into a platform where people look at and look for more into it. And I'm pretty sure it definitely set a lot of these iced coffee trends. And, you know, try, for example, Matt Damon's, you know, coffee drink and try this drink. Try, let's make it at home and all right. these frothy innovations. So it's definitely played a key part over these last few years and i think it will still keep going forward whether it's a different platform or tiktok in itself it's definitely played a very key part in being able to market to a lot of consumers because the reach and the engagement you can get on it within just one video that blows up overnight it's incredible like i don't think we've seen anything like it on um, any other platform but then what's also interesting is the way they've other platforms like youtube for example snapchat They've been able to take the reels aspect of TikTok and apply it to their platforms. And of mm. course, that's also included in you know, a whole new range of consumers to those apps and social media has been able to pick up from it. So they've really, I think, played a very instrumental part in introducing that reels side of things to all these new social media apps. 
And to answer your question of what do I think about it, um, I appreciate the question. Um, I think that everything is fascinating about what's happening in the world right now. Um, and I think that it's a very exciting time when different technology can empower people who perhaps didn't have access before to participate in the market, whether you're the, from the consuming end or on the industry end. I think that this makes, this is a really exciting way to redistribute the power across the supply chain. And it, it, uh, it means that your marketing spend is much more equitable if social media is your way of introducing your product to the market, right? So I think that that's fascinating. I, I don't use TikTok, um, but I think that all of these platforms have a content creator and a, a, a consumer that need to find each other. And so the reason I ask you this is because, um, and the reason I, I wanted you to share that fact with us was because I wonder how much of the current consumers of coffee care about the supply chain and I wonder mm -hmm. how much of the TikTok users that are discovering coffee care about the supply chain because the big challenge that my generation and millennials and the generation that came before me all had and continue to have when it comes to the supply chain is as much as we try and put the producer in front of the consumer, it doesn't seem to be converting. It doesn't seem to be something that they care about. And what you're telling me is your generation as consumers and as employees care about this very much. Is that correct? Correct, 100%. And I feel like it plays back to that talk we were having about the experience we are having. Because if you're able to take me along this journey and path, like pretending, for example, I'm the bean of coffee coming from the farm, being grossed and then ending up in my cup, it's truly interesting. And I feel like, for example, this is also a big topic market leaders are trying to work on, even from different coffee industries. And mm -hmm. they're telling me, how how can I capture the story? How can I make it interesting? You know, we've tried and we've right. tried. We've used different things and it's not working. But I feel like now with the generation that's open to understanding this on a deeper note and having that technological advancement to capture it more. And for example, it could be like an activity maybe where you put on these VR headsets or this augmented reality and you're able to be taken along the farm and the experience and you're mm -hmm. making this video. Things like that, I feel like will definitely set home for a lot of people, you know, make them feel very connected, A, to the farmer and B, to the coffee you're consuming currently. And do you think your generation of consumers care about this stuff enough to put on a VR headset and be like, I'm sipping on a, if you're up in a Kise, I want to go and experience that farm. Like there's a, a, a QR code, I can get into this VR experience, I'm going to do that. You think they're going to care about doing that more than doom scrolling? 110%. Because wow. it takes me on a different level as compared to just, you know, wherever I am, just scrolling. Like it needs to be an experience I personally believe that encapsulates it well. And how to do that is to keep them engaged. But how do you capture that engagement is going to be very interesting to right. see how different people adapt that and do it in their own different ways. And, you know, these Gen Z farmers, as I like to call them, they're coming up, they're going to play a very instrumental part in this. And it's going to be, for example, someone like me on the other end, working with them directly and, you know, trying to 
help them, help me. It works both ways. So there's value right. being provided across the chain a lot more. And I also believe that generation will be able to fix a key problem we are having currently with this end of supply chain of capturing that data. I remember mm -hmm. a problem with this is the data side of things, you know, who's going to sit there on the other side and, you know, fill out a spreadsheet. We need to find ways. I'm pretty sure there's going to be many platforms coming up. I already heard of some of them. They're very interesting. They're yeah. going to be able to capture this more. And someone like a Gen Z on the other side of things will be able to fill this data in and, you know, help us help them. Basically, it's going to be very interesting. I hope that, um, I hope that we see Gen Z uh, farmers actually take on board that responsibility because right now what a lot of it is happening is that the coffee producers are an aging population. Their children are going off to college and pursuing different careers. So I, I hope that we do get that opportunity because it sounds like the thing that could be the fix for a lot of problems if we can get them to hang in there and then actually partner with the other side of the supply chain in their generation. It sounds like a really good option, actually. Definitely. And I think, it, as you're saying, it was going to solve a lot of problems. And also, I feel like take away a toxic culture towards things. We're going to be able to finally tackle that issue. But to do that, yeah. as we said, big change needs to happen. And I think, as you were saying, this is the right change that's coming at the right time. And it's even being led by a great community of people. You are you. So I have to tell you, you have me very excited about the role that your generation is going to play in the industry. I think it's going to be a really interesting one to watch. And we are going to have you come on the podcast regularly, at least once a year moving forward so that we can keep track of your career as I think that you're a mover and shaker in the industry. And I'm very excited to see what you do. So thank you for having the courage to come on the podcast. It's such a wise old age of 19. I'm ridiculously impressed with you so far and I think uh, it, a lot of people would be interested to to hear where your story goes to so where can people find you if they want to follow you I am on a few different platforms currently I would say my most popular two platforms are of course LinkedIn keep it mm -hmm. a bit more professional and then Instagram of course okay. for a generation that love our social media but please please I'd really love to reach out and engage in all these different conversations and see what happens from this because as you were saying i feel like we've been able to capture thankfully by coming on this great platform thank you a new side to copy and you know being able to give us gen z's mm. a little bit of a voice and i'm also looking forward to other gen z's and seeing what they think about what i've said and you know building up on that building a gen i hope z so too what typically happens is guests come on this show and then um that like they won't hear very much from people after they've mm -hmm. heard the you know 50,000 people a month listen to this podcast which is not small it's 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 a reasonable size audience they hear nothing and then they go to a trade show and then someone will say oh my god i saw you on the daily coffee pro so that's what you can expect so i'm sure that when a lot of people see you at world of coffee dubai next year a lot of people will be saying hey i saw you on the podcast so <laughs> but well, folks please connect now. yes please please, please. please. That's Change it now and, and then keep that change pushing yeah. forward. I like that idea. Hassan, this has been a delight. Thank you very much. Thank you for just having the courage to speak your truth and, and the direction that you see. This has been an enlightening conversation for me. Will you do me the honor of signing off this episode with peace, love and peanut butter? I wanted to say, first of all, thank you very much for having me. 
really been a pleasure and thank you to everyone who's been listening so far for the last five episodes i look forward to connecting and seeing what happens within the future Inshallah. and for now peace love and peanut butter thank have you. an amazing rest of your day everyone bye Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.